and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. As has already been stated, we had uh, a few men that were going to speak today in honor of Veterans Day. And um, we're, going to, we're going to have... Uh, Veterans Day for HAC just somewhere down the road so we can include uh, our dear friend Brother Davis in that and uh, God had really given him some things he wanted to share and it just seems like he is sidelined in an untimely fashion but I want to just take a few moments I do want to acknowledge the fact that we're very privileged to live in a nation that this coming Tuesday will set aside to honor the men and women that have served and are still serving our country. The purpose of Veterans Day is to remember those that have given so much. I mean, we really are here today. <laughs> In the most literal sense, we are here today exercising a freedom and a privilege that because we've really known it no other way, we have nothing really to contrast it against. But uh, we are very honored and we are very privileged to be here and we want to remember them. We want to say thank you. Thankful for the men and women that have given their lives, um, many of them to protect our nation. Uh, they have certainly sacrificed time from their family and, and uh, followed some calling in their heart. And so we pay tribute to those that have selfishly served our country and those that have defended and continue to defend our freedom. And so from the birth of our nation, we have, we have realized that freedom is not free. Our freedoms have been paid for with the highest price of all. And that is the blood of those that have answered the call to stand in times and seasons that our country needed them the most. Our nation's history is filled with battle after battle in our fight to maintain our freedom. We have too easily forgotten the freedoms that we have aren't free. I've said this many times from the very day that it happened or shortly after it had impacted my life and I rarely ever ride past any Veterans Administration Hospital that I don't remember this moment. But several years ago I was taking my father to a doctor's appointment at the VA hospital in Lake City. When I turned into the parking lot, there was a sign there that just simply said this, the price of freedom can be seen here. And uh, I, I was just, just such, just a few words that just kind of captured the essence of so many things, not just a few moments. But that was still resonating in my mind when I locked my vehicle and walked across the parking lot and I saw men and women that were walking with canes and crutches and some of them in wheelchairs and some of them with limbs even missing. And I thought, how pointed the message, but how true the price of freedom can be seen here. This is what it cost. This is what it cost. And so uh, every time that you see someone that has served our country, you need to say thank you. My wife and I have made a concerted effort through the years to 
to do just that. If we're in a position to buy their meal in a restaurant, we do so. You're not always in a place to do that, but you can always say thank you. Thank you for the time that you have given and uh, say thank you. And I would just like today for just a moment, not to embarrass, but to honor. I would like for all of our vets to stand this morning. If you've represented our nation in any form or fashion, we want you to stand for just a moment. Would you do that? Come on, then. Amen. Let's clap our hands and honor them today. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's good. Thank you, and you may be seated. We know there are others who have served who are not able to be in this service today, but we're thankful for them. Every veteran represented here this morning, we want to let you know that we are thankful. Thank you seems grossly, grossly inadequate. One writer captured the true essence of freedom with the following words. He said, it's the soldier and not the reporter who has given us the freedom of press. It's the soldier and not the poet who has given us the freedom of speech. It's the soldier and not the campus organizer who has given us the freedom to demonstrate. It's the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, and whose coffin is ultimately draped by the flag, who allow the protesters the right to burn the flag. We earn, we owe rather, a lot to these men and women that have given so much. In our quest for freedom, we know that there have been many battles that have been fought that shaped the soil of the nation we call America. Many wars, many battles have been fought to bring us to where we are today. Just a brief summary of American history would remind us that we didn't get here accidentally. We didn't get here without bloodshed. We didn't get here without division, even some division among families. This morning, we remember the battles fought, and we remember the victories won. In Scripture, of course, there are so many battles that uh, are given to us, and it's hard to choose one when you're thinking about uh, the battles that are given to us in the Word of God. But one of those that stands out and that I have referred to many times on this very day and past in years gone past is the very important battle that was fought by David and his men. Uh, it's, a, it's a battle because it reminds us that we today, we're talking about natural battles, but we also fight spiritual battles. And I think about the men and women that have served in the spiritual army of the Lord that have brought us where we are today. A lot of challenges, a lot of a lot of people have given themselves to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we are here today because of them as well. I'm not going to read all of this today. I'm just going to refer to it for the sake of time. I really feel like, as far as the word is concerned, we've heard a tremendous word. But the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, in its very beginning verses, talk about David and his men. When they were come to Ziglag, the Bible says that the Amalekites invaded them and literally 
stole everything that they had and had taken it away. When David and his men returned home, they returned home to their uh, everything having been uh, taken from them, their wives, their children, their cattle, their spoil. Everything had been spoiled. It was there, the Bible talks about, that David and his men were in an ultimate moment of defeat. And if you were just to hit the pause button right here, it is a very, very bleak, sad time. David and his men, they had lost everything. They had been out to battle. They had been out doing the right things. And they came home to find utter destruction and everything they owned had been taken away. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that they had, they had wept until they had no more voice to weep. Now if you think about that, that is a very, very sad and a very traumatic moment. The Bible talks about David himself. Of course, David was their leader and so he was greatly distressed because not only did he lose everything, but then all of a sudden as anguish began to give away to anger, all of a sudden the men in the camp began to turn on him. The Bible says that the very men that just a few moments ago were calling him leader said we're going to, the Bible says they spoke about stoning him. <laughs> because the soul of all the people were grieved for their sons and their daughters. But, and so David, now David is defending his own heart and his own losses. He himself had lost the same thing that every man in that camp had lost. And now these men are speaking about taking his life. And so, but it does say here that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so if you would just imagine just to return home and everything that you own has been burned to the ground and everything has been taken away. I know there are families in this church that in years past they have gone through such, at least a portion of that devastation to have their homes burned and memories and things that are lost that can never be retrieved. It's forever gone. And so you understand to a measure what David had gone through. And so here they were. The Amalekites were well known for their ability to strike quickly and then seemingly disappear. That just seemed to be their MO all throughout Scripture. And so the men with David may have begun to blame themselves. They were certainly blaming David. You know, if we had just been here, this wouldn't have happened. If we had not left our families here, this wouldn't have happened. If we had not been supporting David, you know, if we had just stayed home, maybe none of this would happen. And then they come home and everything is gone. And in short, they, they come home to re realize they've lost everything. But again, I want to remind you that David was not immune to this. His house was in smoldering ash as well. He had lost all. He had lost everything, including the men that were there to support him. David could hear the men thinking about, talking about, chattering about, stoning him. But there was a silver lining in this story, and I hasten. David overcame his despair. He found strength in the Lord. He understood one fundamental fact that we must never forget, and that is that no matter where we are in life, God is our ultimate source of strength. When we're on the mountain, he's our ultimate source of strength. When we're in the valley, God is our ultimate source of strength. When we stand in an emergency room with way more questions than answers, he is the God of our strength. He is the source of our strength. Amen. And so when our strength comes to an end and when our questions remain unanswered, we know that God can and will be there for us. And so no matter what we're battling today, and I don't say this to soft soap anything because these are serious issues, but 
No matter what we're battling, if it's family problems, God can bring wholeness to that. If it's sin problems, God can bring victory to that. If it's personal illness, we know that God can bring healing to that. If it's spiritual weariness, we know that God can bring refreshment. Yes, he can. And so when you feel that you're in a corner and you're backed up against the wall, then we have to realize that God is the ultimate source of strength. And, and uh, I've quoted this many, many times, Brother Corin. I heard first say this, uh, but he said that, that you never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And so the first thing that David did was seek God for direction. It could have been easy for David to rely on his own abilities. It could have been easy for his ego to have gotten in the way to say, I really need to show myself a, a strong man and a strong leader. But he didn't do that. He sought the Lord. He sought the Lord because he realized that if anything good is going to come out of this, then I've got to have God with me. Because when things are going wrong and we jump into action without thinking and without praying, we're going to find ourselves in trouble, that's for sure. And so here's how David handled things. In his deep distress, because the men were talking about stoning him, he asked the Lord for guidance. And he does not even take action until he gets a word from God. David was not willing to do his own thing and just step out. We've all, I have always tried to live by this simple rule. It's not always easy to do. But I've lived by this. When I don't know what to do, I don't do anything. Because you should never just do something for the sake of doing something. I've heard people jokingly say, and I know what, I'm not trying to sound like a prude, but I know what people mean when they say that. They say, let's go do something even if it's wrong. And I hope they're talking about that in jest. <laughs> but when you don't know what to do, don't do anything until you have clear and concise directions. And so God has the ability to run the entire universe, and I promise you, he doesn't need me. <laughs> he, he doesn't need me. I'm glad he wants me, but he doesn't need me. The requirement is prayer. God cannot and will not give direction in our life if we will not seek it. The scripture says, you have not because you ask not. He's not just talking about stuff. He's not just talking about things. But sometimes we are without, and we recognize we are without, but we will not open our lips and say, help me, I need this. Amen. He said if we would knock, it would be opened. If we would ask, it would be given. If we would seek, then we would find. And so David follows the leading of the Lord, and quickly, this is what happened. As, he, as the pursuit goes on, 200 of the men that he had with him, of the 600, were too weary to go back into battle. And we're not here to discredit them. It's just a fact of life. They couldn't move on. Whether the weariness was from the previous battle because they had just returned from war or whether they were just overwhelmed with grief, whatever the case may have been. But David continued with the 400 men and he soon found the enemy camp. The raiders had spent a great deal of time celebrating their success and they had become drunk on their success and completely distracted. And in that moment, David through the help of God, allowed him to take advantage of that opportunity and attack them. And the victory was as absolute and as swift in return as what had been dealt them. David recovered everything that had been taken from them. Now watch this. And he was able to take everything home, including his wife and children, plus all the enemy had. <laughs> and so that not only did God give back him 
to David what they had lost, but he gave them back that plus. And so when we walk after the Lord, here's what we must know, that we're not doing this in vain. Amen. Battles have to be fought if freedom is going to be experienced. We're going to have to put something on the line. Something must be risked if there's going to be a reward. And today we are where we are spiritually because of such men as David that would stand and lead others to sure victory even in the face of unbelievable circumstances. And we are where we are as a nation today because men and women have so willingly uh, given their their lives and not, many of them have given their lives literally but they gave of their lives and I'm thankful for that and certainly in the day I think it needs to be underscored that I know that there have been seasons of our nation where our military and government had a draft where you were drafted into into uh, the military to serve our country and so when you think about today that we're outside the umbrella of that and yet young men and women still sign up and they still go and they still serve and they still give and some give all very very humbling amen let's stand together today and thank you so much for your time and your attention and I pray that the spirit of the Lord will touch us veterans day Tuesday for some will just be a day off for some it'll be another reason to get high another reason to get drunk another reason to throw a party but for every red-blooded American it ought to be a reason to pause and to say thank you for the men and women I'm proud to be an American amen and so it doesn't matter who is in the White House it doesn't matter who is in Tallahassee if they're on the other side of the line they're in a different party than what you're a party of let me tell you this the Bible says we are to pray for them pray for them don't just pray for your favorites. Don't just pray for the people you like. We've got to pray for them. That's the mandate of the church. And so let's pray for Washington. Pray for Tallahassee and ask God to anoint these men and women that lead our nation. Touch their minds and stir them in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this day. I ask you, Lord, to be with us. I want to thank you for the men and the women of this congregation that have served our nation. We thank you, Lord, for their willingness to give of their time, the sacrifices away from their family. I pray, God, that you would help us as a congregation and as Americans to never forget that we have been brought a mighty, mighty long way. And I pray that we would never take for granted our freedom, whether that is natural or spiritual, but that we would always be conscientious and careful to give praise and honor where it is due. In Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. Would you greet one another in the fear of the Lord? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.